Good morning from Fast Company. Here's our daily look into what's driving today's creative business leaders. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning from Fast Company. Here's our daily look into what's driving today's creative business leaders. While researching for a chapter of a book on low-wage work, Francoise Carré, research director at the Center for Social Policy at UMass Boston, had invited European colleagues to her city to observe at a Target store. When the visitors came to the cashiers standing at their registers, the guests, Carré says, kept saying, why are they standing? Meanwhile, Chris Tilley, a professor of urban planning at UCLA, noticed the same was true of the reverse, showing photo slides of seated European cashiers to an American audience once prompted laughter. It's like, what's wrong with this picture? In America, cashiers stand. That's due to managerial expectations of customer service and buying into myths about productivity, and customers who have never seen anything else simply accepting it. But in Europe and the UK, though responsibilities somewhat differ, cashiers are seated, and productivity is often higher. In recent years, U.S. cashiers have filed lawsuits citing age-old right-to-sit laws with mixed results. But grocery companies continue to fight hard against such regulations, and there's a lack of union strength to counter it. Together, Carré and Tilly were part of a research team for a 2012 study that compared cashier work models in the U.S. and France, considering aspects like pay, productivity, and physical working position, using interviews and observations at various grocery chains. They found the main reason American managers prefer the standing position is job function, because American cashiers tend to bag items. Standing is thought to provide more flexibility, to swivel and pivot from the till to the customer and to the bags. In Europe, bagging is the customer's responsibility. Managers also claimed standing leads to better productivity, given the greater freedom of movement to do more tasks. But the researchers found that the seated French cashiers scanned more items than their U.S. counterparts. The highest rates of scanning in the U.S. lined up with the lowest in France. Partly, this was because the clock stops when the American cashier starts to bag. And when these practices persist, people simply become culturally attuned to what they know. 
Customers in the U.S. may tend to associate standing cashiers with attentiveness and a higher level of customer service and view sitting as too casual. It's an example of path dependency, where a practice continues simply because of its precedence. It's this way because it's always been this way, Tilly says. A sign of this is that even American stores that don't bag for customers anymore, such as Costco, still don't let their cashiers sit. Culture may explain the bagging trend. Early in the 20th century, grocery stores functioned like general stores, where a worker would fetch, bag, and ring up items. As supermarkets gradually emerged, followed by big-box stores, customers expected the service, versus in Europe, where the jump from corner stores to hypermarkets was comparatively sudden, allowing a reset of expectations. Retail labor is also cheaper in the U.S., and stores hire more part-time workers, making that added service more feasible. They also noted the seated French workers complained, as the American cashiers did, of the strain of repetitive motions. But health research has shown that standing for long periods can cause problems from back pain to leg swelling, and may even carry a higher risk of heart disease than among those who mainly sit. Extended sitting is bad too, and can lead to risks like high blood pressure and diabetes. Ergonomic studies have shown that, like office workers, cashiers should ideally rotate between sitting and standing. No country seems to have adopted that as a standard, Tilly says. But American workers are clearly feeling the strain of standing. Many have filed class-action lawsuits citing century-old right-to-sit laws existing in almost every state, which guarantee the right to sit during employment when standing is not necessary. They emerged during the progressive era at the turn of the 20th century, largely driven by women workers in the labor movement, which explains why many of the laws are gendered. In 19 states, they still apply only to women. In California, lawsuits against CVS in 2016 and Walmart in 2018 were successful. The latter paid out $65 million to 100,000 workers. But there's a loophole in the laws. Companies have to only show that workers are expected to do other tasks that require them to stand, for cashiers that could be restocking or cleaning up. That has meant some more recent lawsuits to fail, including a recent one where the California court ruled that Ralph's did not have to provide chairs to employees. It's perhaps odd that American companies fight back so aggressively on a practice that another continent has proven to increase productivity. For John Logan, Director of Labor and Employment Studies at San Francisco State University, it's a matter of power. It's about maintaining unilateral control of the workplace, he says, and on having the flexibility to do whatever the heck you want. He adds that's also the reason American companies have a reputation for fighting hard against unions, which is not the same in Europe. In Europe, even though union membership rates may be lower, which Carré and Tilly found to be the case in French supermarkets, collective bargaining is sector-based, meaning protections can impact workers across the industry, not only at individual organizations, which is the norm in the U.S. Unions are also more strongly linked to social democratic political parties and have forced EU laws that ensure cashiers can be seated. There's much stronger forms of worker voices built into the system, Logan says. In the U.S., as Walmart and Amazon have risen in power in the past two decades, the abilities and desires of food and retail unions to advocate has decreased, Logan says. UFCW, the union that represents 835,000 grocery workers at chains including Safeway and Kroger, did not respond to a request for comment. 
As long as that's true, workers will have to resort to lawsuits and hope for some standalone legislative action, like New York's Standing is Tiring or SIT Act, now passed in the state Senate, which, among other things, would direct the Department of Labor to enact standards on what kinds of work reasonably permits seating and establish rights of action for workers against employers that fail to comply. And the standing issue is simply not the biggest worry for workers and their unions at this moment, relative to other existential threats, Logan says. Competing with Walmart and Amazon has led to a deep deterioration of wages, benefits, and working conditions, as well as the threat of being displaced by automation and self-checkout. They've constantly felt that they're just trying to desperately hold on to what they have, he says. So taking on an issue like standing seems like a luxury. Carré agrees. Given that cashiers are now worried about risks being eliminated altogether, she says there's a lot of other things that they worry about. That's all today from Fast Company. Talk to you tomorrow. Spoken Layer It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.